everyone. It's me, Lara, and you're listening to Babe. And today is like kind of weird because I'm doing something I have not done before, except for like a bonus episode, like special thing. But that's have a straight white male on this podcast. Hello, world. (laughs) And today's straight white male is Chris Black. Hey, guys. I'm just a cis white male. Not problematic. I promise I'm not. I'm really not problematic. I swear. Um, but I try to, you know, I'm trying to put us in a good light. We've had a tough year. Yeah. You have, what do you have to say for your kind? Not much. Not much. I only surround myself with winners, yeah. but it's, it's, <laughs> I love to be surrounded by winners and beauty. Winners and beauty. Um, but it's been tough. It's okay. been tough, but I mean, it's indefensible. So yeah, there's not much to say. There's really not. We were just talking, you're a highly requested guest on sup yeah that's something i've been told like recently i didn't know a lot of fans in the subhead community that's great yeah i mean i think that i i have i've watched that show since the beginning Mm -hmm. but i just um i think i rarely voice my opinions on it so i save them all for you yeah and not just you but your listeners yeah no i'm happy your readers readers. readers. So you're the only you're my sounding board. I'll keep it off off Twitter always and Great. only only talk about the subject. Oh my god, this is perfect. it's under embargo. Exclusive. It's under embargo until I'm on sub. Um, yeah, and then some had requested you on Babe too, but I had drawn like a kind of hard line in the sand where I was like, no straight men ever will be on. The oh, podcast. I didn't know that. I just was like an internal. It was like my own thing. Okay. But then slowly but sure, they just seep in. You can't stop them. <sighs> There's a lot of us. That's yeah. kind of what we do. And then you asked me to be on the pod and I was like, or just on a podcast, two podcasts. And I was like, this is the. Well, when I'm in LA, I mean, this is, I have to do this. I feel like. Yeah. You also, I'm staying locally. I'm yeah. staying local. Let's talk about <laughs> your accommodations now. Because you came in with some bold. Very bold. Some big dreams. I make big statements. Yeah. Grand sweeping gestures. Um, Well. The standard WeHo, mm-hmm. which is a, I mean, really a staple of the community. It's yeah. been there forever, but I have a lot of history there. Mm-hmm. Um, when I used to be in the music business, it was like actually cool. Yeah. So we would always stay there. It used and to be cool in like the ninety late 90s, early 2000s. This is mid 2000s. This is like 2006, seven. Wow. And it's just, it's weird. So I'm staying there mm-hmm. right now. And honestly, I like it. Yeah. And, but it's, it's weird. I have a lot of like Coke flashbacks. I did so much coke at that it hotel. It was a party hotel. That's still, just, is it still a party hotel? No. No. I don't well during the week, that's the thing about it, I think during the week it's really mellow mm-hmm. and it's like quiet kind of. So it's nice. But I'm bringing it back. I've decided because everybody stays at the line and the line is a fucking dump. That's Fuck the line. I'll never stay there. It's a Korean nightclub in the fucking lobby. Like yeah. I don't want to come home to that. Yeah. It's not like a soothing atmosphere. It's just ugly. The whole in. thing is like ugly and I don't like that. I like the room. I like the pool. It's fine. Okay. I, I also decided I just like WeHo. Mm-hmm. WeHo's tight. WeHo's tight. Here. I'm such an East Side guy because that's where my friends live, and I mm-hmm. usually stay, you know, at their house or like an Airbnb. And you know what? I'm off Airbnb. I'm, I'm back on hotels. Yeah, it's just so much nicer. A hotel is nice when traveling. Yeah, I was just in Europe for a couple of weeks and stayed at like four hotel, like just hotel after hotel, like Paris, Milan, London, Barcelona, and we ended. Um, and in, at the Soho house in Barcelona, the ho- staying at like the hotel, and it was so fucking nice. Really, <laughs> I'm not like a Soho house. I am now. I'm mm-hmm. converted. Just literally, the bathroom had every single thing you could need in a way I've never seen a hotel have it before. Like what? 
toothpaste, mouthwash, toothbrush, lint roller, 15 different cow shed products in the shower, Love. like facial claw, everything, mm-hmm. like every little thing. It was so impressive. Yeah. And I just, that attention to detail, you ain't getting that at an Airbnb. I like that. I need like a product lineup at a hotel. I'm like not that. exaggerating. Full size bottles, 15. Pro- I did body scrubs. I don't scrub. That's amazing. I scrub my entire fucking body every day. It felt amazing. Yeah. A scrub is where it's at. I didn't know that. I've been fully dry brushing. Like, That's hard. That's real shit. It's real. And uh, I will say I had to get the, I got the goop dry brush. Yeah. And it's very intense. So what do I do to walk me through it? Okay. So if you're going to dry brush. Pre-shower, post-shower. I do pre because you're like brushing off dead this, skin. So you, okay. Yeah. Okay. And so I do like after workout, come home, dry brush, shower. And does it hurt? Start at your feet and you do like sweeping motions upward towards your heart. You do like legs. Uh, towards your heart. <laughs> towards your heart. You brush towards your okay. heart. So like fingertips to heart in that direction. And then just like. Do you physically see the, the dead skin coming off? Mm-hmm. Well, that's gratifying. Yeah. I'll try it. You get like a little cloud of dead skin kind of. And does your skin like feel? I mean, your Gattaca. skin looks great. It looks very soft. It's the scene in Gattaca where, you know, he's like mm-hmm. has to mm-hmm. get all his skin off. That's yeah. what I think about every time. That's interesting. Yeah. I, yeah, you know, I, oh, I just got turned on to this face cream. What is it? Biologique Recharge. Oh, you're on the Biologique train. It, do you do P50? I have that, okay. but no. I don't. It, I, I first of all, the stuff smells so good and weird. I love it. It's like chemicals. Everyone says that it. Smells it smells insane. Really like it, like nothing. But but like nothing you've ever smelled before. It's crazy. Yeah. Um. No, Alex put me on. It's basically like this leave-on mask. You like put it on before you go to bed. So it's kind of like a moisturizer. Oh. But I honestly, it's like it's crazy. It's a game changer. Yeah. It's. I mean. What's it called? Uh, Verity mask. I okay. think. I just put it on my garage wellness gift guide that went up today, but it's 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 sold out everywhere in New York. I had to buy it on eBay. It was one hundred and eighty dollars on eBay. I don't trust a product. on No, no, eBay. new with tags. It's not oh, okay. open. All right, I'll see. When I get back to New York, it'll be there. But it's an amazing product. And I also in in that gift guide, there's this uh, you know that brand Waleda that mm-hmm. makes the hand cream. They make yeah. a salt toothpaste that exfoliates your teeth. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, I need that. Eight bucks. I need. Well, it is the. Is it a minty? It's so weird. Just get it. It's like worth trying, even is if you it hate at it. Whole Foods. Probably. Okay. I got it. Yeah, I got it at like the Dimes store and like you know, like bullshit cool guy deli in New York. But yeah, yeah it's probably the same thing. What else? I mean, Waleda. The all the products are amazing. Yeah, the, I use the bar soap. I want to get calendula the, bar soap. Yeah, that's scent. Smells really so good. nice. Mm-hmm. So nice. I want to get their skin food. I, I use that. Everyone like loves. That. It's a real conversation starter with women. They're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I'm sorry. How do you know about that?" I'm yeah. Like, well, guys, I'm one of you. <laughs> no, it's a makeup artist thing. Like, yeah. it's a very much like an on set thing. Like every makeup artist has it and tells you about it. They love it. Yeah, it's great. What about? Yeah. What else? What other beauty products are? I don't really use beauty products, but that's that's those are new discoveries. The okay. Those are things that I now are in the rotation. Mm-hmm. There's also a rose body like wash from Waleda that's really nice oh yeah that is a good scent that's nice it's a little femme for me is it kind of like the Dr. Bronner's like it's thin but then it it's no it's thick I said femme oh femme it's a little femme for me I'm not mister I'm not like I'm by no means like you know (laughs) mask but (laughs) but it's like a little it's like a little much to like rose is like a little much you were on a like weren't you featured on like a bear tumbler 
Yes. R.I.P. When I when I was yeah when I was a bear when I was when I was <laughs> it was like your mask moment heavier and had a beard like a big beard yeah. yeah it had it was like it was a funny story because somebody showed it to me and like sent me a link and it was literally just like my face floating in between like hairy butts and it had like seventy five thousand likes or something crazy amazing yeah a it Tumblr felt good star it felt good well R.I.P. to Tumblr R.I.P. Tumblr I, I I still use Tumblr all the time I still think it's the best place for me to put images to yeah. like catalog for myself it's a really good and a good place to find images like yeah. that's where i'd always go if i was like trying to find inspiration you know pinterest is very good too actually weirdly pinterest is but sometimes i feel like their search algorithm is like weird i don't use it but if it like i don't ever go there like i don't click i don't type pinterest.com and then go to the search bar but if mm-hmm. it comes up in a google search then i'll i'll end up spending time there yeah but it's tumblr i i don't think that i mean the stuff that they're flagging as like not safe for work is like crazy so they, what is the deal now? Because I didn't follow like what was. happening I mean, I think that. that the reality is the reason the platform existed at all was because of porn. Yeah, and now they're just saying no, no more, no more porn. NSF dub images. What is we, life without? Not also safe for like work? who cares, dude? Yeah, like you're not gonna see dicks unless you look for dicks. It's, it's not 2018. Yeah, it's like who you follow or what you search. It's not like it just pops up. It's not like random. No. I don't, I mean, Instagram is the same thing though. It's crazy. You can't show a nipple on Instagram. No, you, Instagram gets like so intense about censorship. But the thing is that somebody that follows you is telling on you. Yeah. That's the weirdest part. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I had, like, um... I do a Cosmo sex tips on Instagram and the account like got a ton of followers at the start, like 31,000, but it kept getting reported and it was like not for the images because they were all like the language. It was the language. And so like I was getting reported and repeatedly kicked off of Instagram and then someone reported it and it was like, I guess I'd been reported so many times that it kicked my entire Mm -hmm. IP address off of Instagram. I could not log in to any account damn for like three weeks Did i was to get just in touch with out. somebody yeah i like talked to someone who knew someone and then within like two minutes it was everything was back up that's the thing with all that shit is that somebody just hit a button yeah instagram is really difficult though because they don't they don't have like a hotline or anyone that you can like well there's no way to, to also there's like no criteria for getting verified like no one really knows like how they do it and you just get blessed i had a friend who asked their agent to get them verified and the agent did so i should talk so to I my think agent like agent yeah talk to your agent i don't have an agent but i, I could talk to somebody because i talk to like a manager or something it's like hard that. though it's hard yeah like, well if they're worth if they're worth mm. their salt so the agent challenge most of these these just so many agents clamoring for my business that i'll tell them look guys i'll go with whoever can get me verified yeah on that's a good that approach. is good that is good i know i need to tell some of my reps to like just get me verified it can't be that i mean it's it's one of those things that where you see people and you're like really mm-hmm. like it's not because it has nothing to do with follower count i think that's what most people assume has something to do with it, but i don't think it has anything to do with it and then you can swipe up once you're verified yeah or if you're a business, I think, actually. 
If you register as like a public figure, one of those dumb, like you make it a business account, I think that gives you the swipe up. Okay. I'm just like dying for a swipe up moment for myself. I just don't. I don't care. Like, I just don't. Like, I mean, I care. I love the platform and I use it all the time. Yeah. But stories like change. I really love it. Because mm-hmm. I never used Snapchat. I never even like downloaded it. Yeah. So the whole act of like a story and it deleting was so new to me that I still find it like exciting. Like, yeah. You, you, know, a you couple love years a story. Later. Yeah. Also, I don't like tag. I just like don't care about it. I don't write on it. I don't tag anyone. It's strictly just like kind of a camera roll situation. Yeah. You know, it's like your visual diary. Some would say yes. Mm-hmm. Some would say that. What but I mean, I made say? a book out of it. I made I made a zine out of it. That oh, fant- yeah. You know, so it's like it. I found a way like to use it for me. Mm-hmm. You know, which is like really the goal of this stuff. Yeah. For me, that was Cosmo Sex Tips. Cosmo Sex Tips was great. And then. People just haters trying to shut it down. The religious right on Instagram policing you. Yeah. It's so weird too. Like what makes people really uncomfortable? Like what kind of like sex stuff makes people uncomfortable? What do you think was making them uncomfortable? I think it's just like the really over the top, like graphic sexual language. But, but it's, it's like, a joke. It's That's like the language thing. too though. Yeah. It's a joke. Like it's clearly like it's a joke. Not, yeah. It's like parody. Yeah. And some people Look, just like can't. Cosmo is crazy though. They're crazy. It's crazy. That and it still remains crazy to this day. I think they're in on it. Like I think they know that's their brand and just like let's go. Well, that's go. like why I would read it when I was young because I would like I remember cuz you also I was turned on to that magazine at like a really young age. Like probably 4th grade I was reading it. <laughs> that explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like it was like fascinating. Oh, it's definitely. They talk like pretty dirty and then they are, are like selling you all these like <laughs> tips and tricks that are really like the same thing. Like how have they managed to like keep a business alive for years? Just telling girls to like put your finger in a guy's ass. I think <laughs> that's well, the biggest. I'm, report- I'm reporting you to the podcast police. <laughs> I think that's because I think it's because it's still kind of like a popcorn magazine. It's still like in every grocery store and it puts a celebrity on the cover. So the, mm-hmm. the, the sex stuff is like, if you know, if you care about that, you care about that. But otherwise it's just like another magazine yeah. with like bad fashion and like bad Terrible celebrity profiles. Not good celebrities. No, but they get, they get big celebrities. Still. Yeah. I mean, not ones that like are interesting, but like people that will sell magazines. Mm-hmm. But the, the, I mean, the sex stuff is crazy. It's yeah. so crazy, but I, it's fun. It's fun. But it literally is just recycling like the same tip over and over. I wonder. I, it'd be great if there was like one person that had been doing it for like fifteen years. You know, you could interview them about the about how they've repackaged mm-hmm. sticking your finger in a guy's butt for <laughs> fucking fifteen years. They have like a whole formula to it too, because like when I used to read it like ages ago, last week, <laughs> it would be like three quarters of the way through the magazine. Like that was kind of like the grand finale. So you're you're broken in. You've you're seen in, you've seen, seen you've gotten some blowjob tips. Yeah, and then bam. Yeah, and then you just get like regular like sex like penetration tips, and then they go to like. It, it's interesting too because you know when you're a young man, there's a lot of like erotica that gets mm-hmm. passed around. Like like, like what? It was called. Um, I think there was the most popular one. I think is Penthouse Letters. Okay, which is just literally like written porn Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but that it was like you it it, um it's like it's written so it's not like an image you got to save or you know what i mean it's not like you're Mm -hmm. not gonna get caught really no you know and it was really penthouse letters is like a thing like people really cared about it because it's hilarious it's like erotic storytelling yes okay but like 
I mean, really in depth. Yeah. And also, again, like it's crazy how many words, how many different words there are for things that I haven't even considered. Yeah. Sometimes it's like kind of cool to read like an erotic story. Oh, yeah. In lieu of like looking at porn. It's a whole different animal. It's a whole different animal. It's a whole different animal. And then you just like imagine. I'm sure there's a whole Reddit community. They're dedicated to this and have them all scanned and it's like their thing. Yeah. No question. Oh, totally. Because I think we live in such a visual society now that that kind of thing is totally lost. Yeah. Or it's considered like a weird like... um like poetry, you know, like an, like a, like an art form that like some people just don't understand. Yeah. I think, okay. So your goal is to bring back the standard hotel. Yeah. My goal is to bring back like erotic fiction, but not like 50 shades of gray style, like true, like, yeah. Like, like porn stories. I watched that. <laughs> yes. You could do it. Yeah. You can do You can do anything. Thank you. I watched that movie with the four old ladies in it, like the Jane Fonda movie. Book Club? Yeah. So. Fucking one of the best movies of 2018. So funny. It's so good. It's good. It's in, it's really entertaining. It's funny. Candace Bergen just like kills it. I mean, she's great. Yeah. Well, I watched, I also watched Devil Wears Prada on the way back from Barcelona. That movie holds what, up What too. a, that's cinema. That is a great film. So good. Yeah. It also like weirdly made me want to even be more involved in fa- it. Like it, I like, like it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, this is sick. Like, this is so I was cool. Like, Cause I, I was like reignited. I watched it like in the last month, I would say, like, I just like was like, I should revisit this. Cause it was such a good movie. And then I was like, I want to do like more fashion stuff. I it, just it, started looking at like fashion week shows. <laughs> on my phone. You're like looking at Vogue runway all of a sudden. All of the time. I yeah. think it's like, um, there is just some, I don't know, It's there's just glamour to that. There really is. It's also like the reason the fashion industry is so mythologized uh, is like because you, <laughs> you, like people just don't get paid. It's about being around yeah. the whole thing, which there's only, the only industries that, that have that lore is, is like, you know, entertainment and fashion. Mm-hmm. Whereas like there's no other business where people will do nothing just to be part of it. Like it paid nothing just yeah. to be around it. It's so interesting. Entertainment is really weird to me too, because it's like the people that finance movies are like independent film. Like people pay to be other brought, people yeah. to like make a movie just so they can say like I was involved. Well, it's in the this. way people like happily lose $50,000 investing in a restaurant so they can like always have a table there and yeah. say they own a restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's very much like a rich guy's like game. It's yeah. also, you know, it's end of the year. I got to spend this money. I don't know. Let's do a restaurant. Let's, let's make a movie. Yeah. But it's fashion in particular. I don't think it's happening as much anymore, but when I was younger and I first moved to New York, I mean, everybody I knew was an intern and it was crazy. Like here's a Metro card. You're going to deliver, you're going to deliver clothes back and forth all day long. Mm-hmm. And you're like a rich 22 year old. Yeah. That's what like, it was like when I moved out here. Yeah. You just like interned and like did lunch runs and coffee runs and like took the boss's car to go get washed. I think that culture is just dying out. I don't think you can do that anymore. Like, I don't legally. You can't, but I also think that kids are more, they're like, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm better than that. Yeah. Whereas, like, I think that's, I, I never did it, but, like, I that's how I feel about, like, retail or, like, working in a restaurant. Like, everybody should have to do that. Mm-hmm. It's, like, the most, it's, like, really gives you a, a true view of, of society. Yeah. In a way that's, like, unfiltered. You worked at a restaurant? No, I only worked in retail stores. Oh, okay. But I find it, I think it's similar. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's similar as far as you just, deal with who you're dealing with there's no you have no say in the matter yeah i think restaurants are a little different because people are like drunk 
you know, or, or on drugs, the servers and the, and the, and the, and the, the client. Mm-hmm. But like, I do think those are very formative, like jobs that, that like, that was like a full education for yeah. me. Yeah. What retail store did you work at? It was called, it was all independent, like cool stores. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like a, a place called Wish in Atlanta, which is like a, it was, the, it was like a rave store. And then I, I worked there when it was like transitioning from that, but it was like, Kind of insane when I think about it. They they had a DJ booth lofted above the cash register. It was like a crazy store. Mm-hmm. It was a crazy store. And then I and I had when I worked there, they had renovated it, and I there was like a basement that was all footwear, and I just that was my department, <laughs> and I just sat. It was all white room with mirrors all over the walls, and I just like I just like sat down there all day and like did drugs. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like there are multiple things I could think about. Where I'm like, this is in- this is insane. Like doing coke like at work, took mushrooms multiple times. Like snorted Klonopin at work. <laughs> like in the just like sitting in this white room, and it just like no one even check on me. It was yeah. just like fine. Yeah. And I would play like they would play like like techno or drum and bass or hip hop upstairs, and they would come. I would literally be playing like Whiskey Town on like a boombox. <laughs> just like i was just like sorry there's no rules down here this is a different world yeah this is the shoe department yeah and then my like i a guy for shot is his name who ended up being like a really important part of my life but he like headhunted me from there mm-hmm. and he opened a store that was a lot more like kind of uh bougie not even bougie but just like current it was like billionaire boys club had just come out and y3 and like fred perry's really cool and nike tier zero mm-hmm. and it was like a little more celebrity driven it was like elton john and usher and like all the rappers came in because him and his brother used to own um versace stores oh cool so they had like these networks so that's when i really learned like because they were good at it. Is they that were, when you got into like fashion? Is that how you got into kind it? Kind of, like, yeah. But then the interesting stores. thing was for Shad, who I'm still really close with, his brother Farshid, mm-hmm. um, they're from Iran, but they his brother Farshid managed Collective Soul mm-hmm. at the time. Wow. And so that's also kind of how I got the idea to manage bands because I was like, oh, this looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, you're rich and you'd hang out all the time? This is sick. Mm-hmm. Let's go. So the two of them were like really formative in my life because it was like just both of those things. And then I was managing Cartel while I worked at the store and he would just fully let me like take calls in the back and like just like... I know you're going to leave here and go do this eventually. Yeah. So I'm just going to support that instead of like being a dick. Mm-hmm. So it was great. That's you know? awesome. It was great. And there's still, I mean, we're all really close still. And he owns multiple stores now. He's doing really, really well. And Farshid now owns like restaurants that do really well. So it's an interesting, you know, it's yeah. an interesting transition. And then now you're just like a brand builder. <laughs> yeah. And now <laughs> I just lift these bricks for the brands. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's all like, it's, I have a really hard time describing it because people really do just, it's very different. It's like a case by case basis of what people need or want Mm -hmm. from me. Yeah. You know, and, and a lot of it is like, yeah, like want you around, you Mm -hmm. know, but I think the greatest, the real skill is like, I can, I have a large network of people I can bring to the table to do the work that needs to be done. Yeah. And they'll say yes to me and do it for a reasonable price. And it's very, uh, it's a very simple process. If I do it, and you own your own company, right? I have two companies, yeah. Two companies. I have Done to Death Projects, which is me, and then I have Public Announcement, which I have a partner. Okay. James. And that's a podcast. It's a podcast, and but we have clients as well as an, okay. ag- as an agency, yeah. He comes from like a design background. He had a big, comp- like a pretty big 
design company and he left a couple years ago and then we started doing the podcast and that kind of turned into more um yeah but i mean it's crazy to me that everybody wants to be their own boss now it's a fucking nightmare yeah it's like i don't now that i've like kind of set up my life that way i'm like why uh, why would i do anything else if i can like build on this and can and continue to grow everything it's like yes yeah the issue is well i mean i I think that you either do or you don't like have the stomach for it Mm -hmm. like because it could all just disappear tomorrow yeah that's like there's no security that's the psychotic thing about it's a psychotic thing but that was like that was more terrifying when i was like freelancing and like writing and stuff Mm -hmm. and then now with this is like it still could disappear at any time but I'm trying to make it in a way where it won't. Yeah. Like, and, I mean, what you, and like the transition of like building, like establishing a brand and then like building it and making it into like a true business. What you're doing is different too. Cause it's like, so um, you're, you're doing something and people are paying for it. You know what I mean? Whereas mm-hmm. like, there's not a client involved that could just be like, sorry, we're done with you. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? So you're in full control, which is, the best possible situation to be in. Yeah. You know, it's pretty good. Yeah. And I, I feel blessed. Yeah, you should, you should, yeah. you are. I mean, you are, I am. There's a halo over your head right now. There is. <laughs> uh, but the, but yeah, everybody wants, nobody wants a job anymore. It's like, that's the society we live in. And I, I, I mean, I don't want one either, but like there are things about that that are wildly beneficial that I think people like forget about, but I want to go have lunch <laughs> at the Chateau Marmont at noon on a fucking Wednesday mm-hmm. with my friend. You yeah. know, I, I need to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I can't imagine. I also don't have responsibility. I don't need the security really. I don't have a family. I don't have any of this overhead that people have. So it's like I can come and go as I please yeah. until I decide not to. Yeah. You know, I know men like the family aspect of being a man is so like wild. In what I way? resent it. The fact that you can like work, you can just like work, not only work, but you can like have a kid basically whenever. Yes. Yeah. That's, I know. Well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> we win again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have a lot of friends who have kids now and the the beginning of, it's so interesting when they, because the child does not care about the dad at all. Mm-hmm. And the dad can't do anything yeah. for such a long period of time. And like the the beginning of, of having a child, like they, they physically need the mother. They don't physically need you. Mm-hmm. It's such an interesting, it's such a different, it's a weird position to be in. Cause it's like in a lot of situations, you're like, if you're a man in a relationship with like a kid or a newborn, you're probably the breadwinner in yes. that situation yeah. for at least a while. Like while the mom is on maternity leave or whatever, but like, your primary function in life is to like just make the money and like support the family. Yeah. And that's, or even just like be there for your wife, wife yeah. or partner or whatever. Like mm-hmm. just like make sure they're good, I guess. Yeah. But it's also fun because we're old enough now where people keep it real about having kids. And like, this is a fucking nightmare. I know. It I seems hate this kind shit. Of like a nightmare. Oh, it's definitely a nightmare. Yeah. No one ever says it's not a nightmare, but they say it's worth it. That's usually the, the, the caveat is like, yeah, And I'm like, well, what? (laughs) But what is, no, I'm like, I wish I could just like have like a VR experience. Mm, Test out. Test it. A dry run. A full dry run. A dry run. Of like a kid. Because I feel like 
I mean, obviously, I'm like 34 years old, so the window is closing, essentially. The window's closing. The window's closing, and I'm like, is it going to be one of those things? Like, Do you I care? Do you care? I kind of care, but I also, I feel like I could take it or leave it. Like, I feel like if I met the right person and I was, like, compelled to procreate with them, You'll do I'd be really into that. And But, like, if I don't and it didn't happen... I'd be fine with that too. I mean, I think that's a healthy attitude to have. It's 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 striking to me when someone is like, "I definitely want." I'm like, "What? How do you know that?" Yeah, like, like I have my best girlfriend is like has wanted a child ever since I've met her, and I'm just like, I don't relate, but I do find myself like looking at babies that people have and being like, "Love," or well, like, yeah. "That's cute," and like, I mean, I love cute babies, but yeah. I love like cute dogs too. Mm-hmm. But I don't have either. Yeah, because it's. A responsibility that I'm not willing to take on and I'm still selfish at 36 and I want to come and go as I please. I'm so selfish. And that's also the way I've set up my life without thinking about it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I've made all the choices <laughs> to be where I'm at. Like mm-hmm. there's no, so like it's not like it's fully a, a realized decision. It's not like I'm like, oh, I guess I'm not going to have a kid. It's like, oh no, I've done everything in my power to put that out of reach yeah. for now Same. and not not even consciously really but mm-hmm. like that's just what happened you know yeah i just worry sometimes that i'm gonna get to a, a place where if it like if the door closes you'll be upset yeah well you know life every day is waking up and rolling the dice so you know i, I can't i don't know what to say but but you're right i could have a kid at 50 if i wanted to i know but, and then I'm also worried about like what if I have a kid and then I'm just like I fucking hate this. I think that that is the duality of having a child. I think every day you hate it and every day you love it. Yeah. I, I, th- I think truly that's it for 18 years. People are like also is like I feel like I have a sense of FOMO just about the like because you hear like new moms all the time be like it unlocked like yeah. this part of my heart that I like didn't know was there. And I'm like, okay, well, can I just like take drugs? And yeah, that same there's got to be another way to get I here. Was like, I've done a lot of ketamine. And <laughs> that's what that felt so like. a K hole is my heart unlocking. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I mean I've done a lot of ketamine. <laughs> so don't like, that's just like having a kid, right? Ketamine. Yeah, kind of. I don't think that. I mean, my issue too is that it, I mean my child is going to be a celebrity, so that's a burden. That I'm placing on them mm-hmm. from from birth. That's your expectation. There's no way. I mean, you're, what are you going to be a fucking no, <laughs> no? You're a stage dad. Oh, 100. Oh my god, that's terrifying. If it's a girl, it's obviously a model or an actress or 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 a musician. Mm-hmm. You're like creatives only. Men, same thing. Oh yeah, you're not being a fucking athlete. We're not born for athletes. Come no, from no, athletes. No. And although I consider myself an athlete now, mm-hmm. I don't think that's truly my DNA. No, I don't want, yeah, I wouldn't want an athlete child. I, Maybe a dancer. Yeah, but you can't make any money doing that. Unless you're like Misty Copeland. Yeah, but like that shit's weird. Yeah. Not that it's not all weird, uh-huh. but yeah, I mean, just a yeah, cool, you know, you model first and then you get into acting. Yeah. Modeling first is that, that And this is not commentary on my looks. Whoever I procreate with will have to pick up the slack. <laughs> so <laughs> You're adding height. I do add height, which is really the battle for models. Yeah, it's true. That's huge. I mean, I'm never. I would never have a kid with somebody who's not going to give the child model looks. Let's be honest. <laughs> if I if I bring if I bring the height to the table, then all you have to do is be cute. Yeah, you're gonna. I wonder what will happen if if a if you have a kid and b it's gonna be like a scientist. 
I will obviously support whatever my child wants to do. Yeah. But come on. Because <laughs> I, I just, I'm always fascinated with friends I have who had cool parents growing up. Mm-hmm. And like, they were given the tools. Yeah. And some of them don't do anything cool now, but they know about it. It's like, it's, they know. My parents are wonderful and I was raised in, in literally the best situation. I feel guilty how good it was. Yeah. But they are not cool and they don't give a shit about anything that's cool. Yeah. And they kind of think I'm weird. Mm-hmm. In, in a in a way that's like entertaining. It's not like they're judgmental, but they're just like, what do you what what is all the shit you care about? Like, who cares? Why are those shoes eight hundred dollars? Yeah, you know? um, they're like fascinated by you. Fa- it's more of a fascination, but for, yeah, they're so, like, how did we have this like wild kid? Yeah. So what I yeah the thought of me, like sitting down with like an eight year old and be like, all right, here's all the shit you got to listen to. Let's go. Mm-hmm. It's, you, it's easy to do. Yeah, because it's natural. It's like this is I want. My life is about putting people onto stuff. That's what I get the greatest joy of. So mm-hmm. the child would be the ultimate representation of that. <laughs> and, and I, I like sitting down with an eight-year-old and telling them like, like a down, playlist. Loser, sit down. We're yeah. gonna, let's talk about the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. But I think that I think that that it, it. I think that's more natural than you realize. You have to like cultivate your like cool dad mythology. Oh, it's no problem. From very like, but make them like want to be a part of it yes. from a very young age. Well, that's what's funny too is when I meet cool dads. Mm-hmm. Like, I I was I was with this guy that works at Ralph Lauren who was like just the coolest guy. Like, had great stories. Like, worked at Ralph. Like, makes sport coats himself on the weekends. And his daughters just can't like dad. You yeah, know? it doesn't matter how cool you think you are. There's always a phase where your your kid is like leave me alone drop me off around the corner mm-hmm. and that's dark but also you have to think that's funny i think you had a funny tweet recently speaking oh. of just like kids that are cool that w- was a picture of mason disick who is <laughs> truly i'm worried about him he's doing coke <laughs> <laughs> that, that picture could have been he could have been leaving a club after doing coke all night he's fully, he could have been at delilah doing coke like he wears Supreme twenty four seven. It's everything. Awful. It's child Supreme. abuse. I I call it child abuse. I think he wants it, and then everyone just like gives it to him. He wants it because he's been indoctrined by the Lord. Yeah, but Courtney's so fine though. She's looking good. Yeah, Courtney's hot. But I also think this is an unpopular opinion. But I think Sophia Richie's pretty hot too. Who is Sophia Richie's hot? Yeah, she is. But I she's mean, just got a not- she's just got a crazy body. She's got a really good body. She's also twenty one. She's yeah. Like she's a lot of people have crazy bodies. They're twenty one. Child. That's not yeah. the hard. That's not hard to accomplish. No, but like Courtney is kind of like she is a, the most stylish too. I think like there's something happened with her personal style this well, year. She'll where probably hired like, somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it, it's just I think about this in L A all the time. I'm, I I truly think they like went around and gave out Pablo merch to L A residents. If you could prove you lived here, there's so much of it here. Yeah, like I, I like today, like at Equinox, like that whole area in West Hollywood. I'm like, are you guys still wearing this shit? This is fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. But then I remember the Kardashians still wear it on TV all the time, so it pushes it. Yeah, but their style. I mean mason's fucked i mean he's gonna be in rehab in high school no question there's like there's no way i'm really into rain i think he's like really chic which one is that that's courtney's youngest he has long hair he's cool i watch that show every once in a while and i'm just like even i even me who will scrape the bottom of the barrel 
I'm like, this is too much for me. No, there's nothing go. It's like fluff all the time. Like below they deck, t- below deck is anything. better than the Kardashians. Yeah. Cause they're at least like, there's action, there's conflict and like action. And you're getting some sort of like real but story. Think about the power of that. Think about the power that you have when you can get people to engage in your mundane behavior once a week. Mm-hmm. a mass audience that is the most power you can possibly have yeah like i think i'm so fun and entertaining there's no way i can get people to watch me an hour a week yeah there's no way there's no way some star power it's star power but it's also like just navigating like navigating it so well they've like, been around for 10 years well they created the demand you know and that's yeah. like creating a demand when there's nothing there is is truly like magic mm-hmm. like I, I don't even know how to begin i, I don't understand yeah. I don't understand. I need like a class. I think Chris, maybe Chris they... will retire. Maybe she'll teach a class, you know, at like Yale. Mm-hmm. How to Kardashian. I don't, the kids, yeah, the kids, it's it's so, Hollywood kids, you're fucked. Yeah. But like, I mean, that's anything though. That's all rich kids. They're all fucked. Mm-hmm. Well, you do things too early. Your experiences are, are, are too early and you either keep it going or you are over going out when you're like 20. Yeah. Because you did you were at a club in high school. Yeah, when you and, were like fourteen. Yeah, especially you grew up in New York or LA or, and your parents are celebrities like even just like Hollywood types or, you know, behind the scenes entertainment people. Usually what you do is you go to NYU, mm-hmm. you do tons of Coke, and you come back to LA and get a job. Yeah. That's the that's the move. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll do it because their parents are famous, but you know. I don't know if they'll go to college because that doesn't seem to be like a huge priority. Um, I'm gonna say that's not a priority at all. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that they like yeah but education is not like the they have one. though i think part of the, i don't think this is i mean maybe it is like conscious but like the pumping out kids is just like ensuring such a legacy mm-hmm. of fame and like fortune it's like it seems almost like calculated it does like and then they all have them like at the same time and then the kids all hang out together it's super old money behavior it's like yeah this big family and you know all these homes and and like it's just you know there's a couple casualties like rob but you know for every rob there's a kim Mm -hmm. and that's good odds yeah i feel like kim's kids i'm intrigued to see like how they grow up and turn out oh monsters i mean kanye west is truly a monster Real okay, controversial. I love Kanye. Who loves Kanye? Me. Damn, classic white girl. <laughs> Me. I I just I mean whatever is going on with him is is unfortunately like a real problem. So yeah. and we all make light of it because it's it is funny in some ways because he's so over the top and he wants the attention so you feel like it's okay yeah. to mock him or like speak lightly about it. But the reality is he's having full breakdowns and like off his meds and like this whole thing that's like really serious. Yeah. But it's we a don't mental health struggle. It's a that mental health plays struggle. out in real time. And like, but we don't take stuff like that seriously in this country. No. The same way. Like there was an article in the New York times about like a teenager who's addicted to his jewel. Mm-hmm. And it was no joke. A hundred times more pathetic than any article about like drug addiction. <laughs> It's like, dude, we're talking about a fucking jewel. Like, this kid's an idiot. He's 15. Yeah. But the way they talk about everything else, like, it's like, your fault. You're an idiot, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with the mental health of him. But he he just brings on himself in some ways. Yeah. Like, if you're going onto television and acting out, then you have to expect a certain response. People just can't 
But resist. I think he does expect that. And well, that's part of like the whole push pull of even doing that in the first place. Yeah. Like I need the attention. So I have to do this. Yeah. Like, or just like, I feel like I need to do this right now and has like yeah. no impulse control. So then like goes and has a meeting with Donald Trump, which is just like, what the fuck are you doing? But also it's like, oh, okay, well, in that moment, like you were off your meds and that's this what, you, is what you did. That's pretty wild that he can like live out loud like that. It's, it's, I mean, I, I read a lot of comment sections cause that's like the true view on how people feel mm-hmm. because it's anonymous mm-hmm. and the way that Kanye fans and like XXX Tentacion and Takashi six, nine, it, it's, it's like young men are fucked. Like do not care. Yeah. Like, I like his clothes or I like his music. He can rape. He can steal. He can murder. It doesn't matter. Like, got to hear both sides. Yeah. It's like, Kanye no, you, you is different from like XXX Tentacion. He is, but it's to me, in some ways, it's equal because. Do you think he's laid the groundwork for that? No, I don't think thing? he's done that, but I think that he's so famous. His level of fame is different. So, yeah. therefore, it makes the. It makes his offense. His, his lesser offenses are even more publicized Mm -hmm. because of his level of fame meeting with donald trump of course is not equal to sexual assault no No. one's going to say that but but the the sentiment is the same it's it's america we we do this all the time like michael jackson molested kids and we just don't care because we like his music so much yeah we if you're talented that's always wild to me and that is like a such a controversial subject the michael jackson one because i've seen people on both sides like i've seen people be like like totally have an argument as to like why there's no it's even like as to why it is like even borderline racist to think that about him which i don't think that it is i think that he was a child molester child molester and and we will forget i mean r kelly was forgiven until like this year yeah and he still sells out shows yeah he's still doing he's canceled like publicly like they're not gonna have him on late night tv yeah you know what i mean But like who gives a shit about late night tv no but that's yes but he comes from that era so it's like still a but no i think that all that stuff is really scary i think it's really scary because it's um like we have too much access to celebrities and they have too much access to us Mm -hmm. and kids just are not discerning enough they're just not the lines have been blurred the lines are too blurred hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com have you seen vox lux no that's a natalie portman movie that's out right now where she plays like a pop star i've never even heard of it what no there's like posters all over weho well this is like one of the movies i've cared one of the things that i've cared about most this year is for this movie to come is it out good that's enough yeah <laughs> it is that was a very interesting way to say yes well i don't think it's for everyone i think like people could get like really offended is by it, it is, or there's it, a whole argument for why it's awful but i my argument Vox is that Lux. it's really good so it's not a star is born it's not a the best movie of the year the best movie of the century <sighs> my god yeah wow who knew bradley had that in him i think that it's really 
um, I think we forget sometimes when people get so famous that they're like actually good at what they do. Mm-hmm. Like so, like Jonah Hill to me, like I'm so sick of all this bullshit. But Jonah Hill's famous because he's really good actor. Yeah, he's great. You know, and that mm-hmm. like and Shia LaBeouf too. Shia LaBeouf's a fucking real actor. Shia LaBeouf is an actor's actor. Yeah, he's annoying. I never want to hear his name again. But I'll go see him oh, in a movie. I want to hear his name all the time. I bet you do. Shia is the hottest. Really? Oh, peak hotness is Shia. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Big take from you. I'm sure your fans know that. Yeah, they know about they know about my Shia inclinations. I mean, I like his whole thing, but I also never want to hear about him again because like men ruin other men. Yeah, <laughs> like like the fascination with Joe. I mean, the people I worry who, about him. Shia. Yeah, he's worrisome. Like his behavior is worrisome. Oh, I think he's a maniac, total yeah. monster, mm-hmm. total monster. But I I also think that like if you're going to be that good at things, something has to give. Yeah. No one, I'm so well adjusted because I'm not really good at anything. <laughs> like, I don't have, like, I'm not tortured or dark because I don't have to pour myself into something. Yeah. Like, it's just, you have to be damaged to be that good. You just have to. All of our heroes are, have real problems and that, that's what helps create the art. You think so? I know so. Okay. Look at it. Like, you either have a drug problem or depression or some tragic happened to you. There's no, no one that's given us, like, ageless timeless art is is like oh yeah i'm just a guy i'm just a normal bro yeah it doesn't happen no it doesn't happen you have to have that you have to have that working for you or against you it creates a push pull that brings whatever it is out of you yeah it creates a push pull and also like gives you an ability to analyze yourself some to some extent yeah and you do it through what you're doing yeah and you do it like it's it's crazy i mean that's why I mean, all the all the records I like were made on drugs, no question, mm-hmm. no hands down. And like, I think it's kind of required. And I'm saying that as a person who had to stop using drugs. Yeah. But like, if Oasis didn't do coke or the Rolling Stones didn't do heroin, those records wouldn't be as good. They just wouldn't. Mm-hmm. They just wouldn't. Even if it's not, even if it's it's not about how it makes you feel. It's just the act of it. it. Whatever it does, I think it adds something to the process Yeah, that's just necessary for some people. Even if they just romanticize it and it puts them in a different headspace. Whatever it takes. It's so weird. Like, drug... Like, the culture of drugs and, like, the coolness factor surrounding drugs. Well, it's because it's because of musicians. Yeah. Like, like I grew up being like, drugs are fucking cool and I can't wait to do them sick and then i did that and then i did them way too much and then like got burnt out but i still but it lives up to the hype that's the thing when people tell you that coke is cool and then you do coke for the first time you're like it's even cooler (laughs) yeah coke is okay i don't know that was never my favorite well like clearly was my favorite either but yeah i just i just can clearly remember doing coke for some being like oh yeah yeah like i got it that's it yeah this is it like Mm -hmm. this is exactly what people said it would be and 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 like oh heroin and like opiate it's the same thing it's like oh it rushes over you and you feel warm it's like yep that's exactly what it feels like yeah i never did heroin i mean i didn't shoot it Mm -hmm. but like it's cool (laughs) (laughs) i mean it is it's like that's like any heroin is cool if people get addicted to something it's because it's that good it's like very simple it's like a very simple concept if you if you and some people can try it and never do it again yeah. or, or do it for a period of time and like never do it again. That's, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's like, I, I think that there are people that dabble in heroin their whole lives, probably the same way. Pe- but, but to me, that's like something people do more with Coke. 
Yeah. Like there's plenty of 50 year old guys in LA doing coke on the weekends that have a totally normal life. So many people do coke. Yeah. Like basically everyone does. And I don't notice that a lot because like if I'm not, I'm just like, if I'm not a part of something, I don't even like see it mm. or care. But then sometimes I'll be at a party or something and someone, people are really giving with their coke here. That, these days. Well, that's coke is that drug. Like coke is a very fun like drug it was not like that when i was doing it like in high school well not you did not share during my and even in my 20s it was not like that. oh it was for me i bought it i mean i like i would buy the coke and just put it on the table yeah like that was my not my role but like i like to do that because i had been relatively successful at the time Mm -hmm. and it was like i'm gonna do it so everybody should do it yeah also there's something like so sexy about like going to the bathroom with a girl to do coke at like a club you know? yeah the bat like the bathroom gathering was always like where i wanted to be it's the best mm-hmm. oh it's the best like getting dirty looks coming out of the bathroom with like four people yeah you're like yeah sorry guys <laughs> you know you know what time it is but people got more sharing over the years well i think that's partly because because they got more money you're older years. and have more it's like i don't care i can spend a hundred bucks tonight and like we can all do coke yeah you know? it doesn't matter but but that is yeah i mean drugs have given us the best art it's true i don't i don't i wish that wasn't true and and but i do think there's truth to that or it maybe maybe not drugs necessarily but like suffering suffering does like breed something and whatever that is whether that's i mean i think that traditionally with music at least cuz that's what i'm most familiar with that would be like a breakup mm-hmm. drug or drug addiction or like a death of mm-hmm. someone close to you all terrible things all terrible things but have given us the things we enjoy the most yeah hot take drugs are cool (laughs) i mean they're just there's some things in this country that we've that will be eternally cool do you think america is like it's like drug central well i think it's i think it's partly the reason it's so cool is because uh the man Mm -hmm. is so it's bad yeah and we've been told it's bad for so long that it piques your interest. And then when you see somebody being so brazen and using drugs and talking about drugs, it's cool. And yeah. then you romanticize it. Whereas in other countries, it's not as big of a deal. So people, you know, oh, yeah, I tried it. It was cool. Whatever. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a different experience. You were like, were you into like hardcore? You were sober in like high school? Well, straight edge is different than straight sober. Edge. But yes, okay. I, yeah, I didn't do drugs until I was 19. Okay. Yeah, high school I was straight edge and vegan. What? Okay, so why? Shout out to all my edge? heads. I don't think there's any babe listeners, but I'll make some reference. I'll, I'll drop some jewels in here for any babe listeners that grew up in, in the hardcore scene. Wait. Okay. So what is? Please explain straight edge to me. I mean, really? It's yeah. Straight edge is is it's just like a it's like a youth culture thing that is birthed from hardcore, which is a genre of music. So it's like youth. There's the, this handful of bands. Youth of Today and Gorilla Biscuits and like these 80s like hardcore bands mm-hmm. that kind of coined it and started it and like Minor Threat is who actually coined it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then later on, it, it's very popular with like, of course, like suburban white men. Yeah. Um, but the whole thing is like you're just like you're sober and you don't do drugs. It's and- not about sober. That's the thing. It's straight edges. It's, it's not sober to me connotates. I had a problem and I no longer, and now I'm working to not have that problem yeah. anymore. Straight edge is I'm choosing not to do dr- not take to drugs partake. or alcohol because I don't need it. Because yeah. Because that's for weak. That's the weak. Okay. In some ways. And so it's all a little macho. What gets you high is just like being healthy. It's not like about this. healthy either. It's about, it's like about music, really. And it's an ideology, though. It was, I mean, it's honestly, it's informed like most everything I've done in my life. Yeah. Well, because it's like a, 
I that's what I was into when I was young. So I hung out with all people that were 10, 15, 20 years older than me. I was hanging out with 30 year olds when I was 15, 16 because mm-hmm. we had this common interest. So then I was in a band then I was like helping to promote shows and I, you know, you do all this stuff that teaches you like real skills and you also gain like a network of people all over the world. And that's just high schoolers aren't doing that. Yeah. High schoolers are fucking idiots. They're sitting with their friends worried about like who's like, you know, who's cheating on their boyfriend. It's like all so trivial. Mm -hmm. And this was deathly serious in a way that's like a joke to me now. Yeah. But like it was a good way to live. Yeah. And your parents also because you and your parents understand that you're like not lying to them. That it's not like a, a trick to go do drugs. It's like really what you believe in. I could just stay out. I mean, I just did whatever I wanted. Yeah. Like I'd come up at three o'clock in the morning and it's like, whatever, he was at a show. Mm-hmm. You know? So you'd learn all these skills and just like this. And, and to this day, I meet people still like all the time and it comes up that you were both into it. And it's like this funny, like, yeah, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it also, and this comes up a lot now just because of the climate of the, of the world we're in right now. It, um, you know, we dealt with a lot. It was like kind of like heavy. Like it was very serious in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, things would happen like a guy got, I just remember a guy in the Atlanta scene got like accused of rape and like the girl went on stage at a show and called him out on it. Yeah. You know, like really dramatic and it was very inclusive. I mean, it, it you know, there weren't many women around or mm-hmm. gay guys around because that just doesn't appeal to them necessarily. But, yeah. it, but it was very inclusive. Like it was very much like girls up front, everybody's accepted, like... In, in a way that like in the South in like the nineties and early two thousands, like mm-hmm. I don't know where else I would have gotten that, that sort of, I would have been introduced to that sort of thinking. Yeah. You know? So it's, um, some of it's silly to me, like moshing, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, so you go, so you don't partake in drugs and alcohol. Right. You are vegan. Well, that's not, that's separate, but, off, but they often, are linked often linked, often linked because of like, I'm only going to put animal like, rights. Animal. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's like political. There's yeah. like political statements. In yeah, it's all, it's all very political and serious. Like okay. I, I like you would protest like the circus, mm-hmm. you know, it's very serious as far as that goes. And then love that. Fuck the circus. Fuck the circus. But it's all, it was all, I mean, the music was like, it's so aggressive now that like, I can barely, like, it's, it's intense. It's like, is it like screaming? I don't think yeah, I've ever listened screaming. to any. It's of very that. funny because I've encountered so many women, especially they're just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I don't. And under- then you explain to him, they're like, yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then you play it for them. They're like, this is awful. I'm like, of course it's awful to you. But like, think of me at 15, like looking for purpose. Yeah. And it, and you find it. And, and it's like truly a life changing thing. It's so weird. And it's it, a cool like crash course in. It taught me though. The, how to be a human with like certain values or yes. how to like stick to your values. It's also a really important subculture in America. Like mm-hmm. when, when you really get into it, it's influenced more things than people realize. And it also taught me about like just in general, the importance of subcultures and being like a part of something. Yeah. And, and you're part of something in a way that's like tactile because you're participating in a way that's not like, I'm just a fan. Mm-hmm. At least for me, I took, I wanted to be more. Yeah. So I participated in a way that like, I'm part of this machine mm-hmm. versus like, I'm paying to come watch this band play and leaving. Yeah. And I don't think there's a lot of stuff like that you can do when you're that age. No, there's not a lot of stuff. And that also is why I got, you to- can play sports. Yeah. But, but I think I, it informed my entire life as far as like who I'm friend. I'm still friends with a lot of those people to this day. And also that was my introduction to the music business, which ended up being my like first career. Yeah. You know, when did you start doing drugs? 19, 19. It was a great, it, it was like, <laughs> 
my my best friend at the time, Jeff, we lived we lived in a house with five guys. We had shows in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. It's very like in Atlanta. Yeah. Like big bands, bands that have gone too big, like played in this kitchen. It was like a real lifestyle. Yeah. And we were getting ready to go out because I was still went out all the time because I was like, what you did? Mm-hmm. And he could tell, he could just tell that my interest was peaked in his like cocaine use. Yeah. And he was like, okay, I'm going to get in the shower. <laughs> I'm going to leave this line here. You do whatever you want, but it's here if mm-hmm. you want to do it. And I did it, and the rest is history. Wow. And then a I, solo. And then I did coke for six months without drinking. <laughs> <laughs> just like a full-blown... Just go out, do coke, drink. And then I was like... Because I would never drank before. So like it was like one step at a time. And oh, my we, God. So I coke did, was your gateway drug. Yeah. Yeah. Hardcore. I know. Not even... It's like... I don't know. Yeah. It didn't even seem... There's just no stigma to me and, and also atlanta i've come to find as i've gotten older is like a like everybody does coke it's like a known thing mm-hmm. you know so like it was just there's no stigma it was always around with whoever you were around kind of um but yeah that's what yeah i think everyone does coke everywhere now yeah but there are places that are more you know what that I mean? are more yeah well it. at least then because yeah. like even in new york people be like nah bro like back in the day like when i first moved to new york i was like what losers <laughs> like come on somebody call a fucking guy what do you mean i don't know like narcs <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah but all that stuff was i mean it was such a fun it was a fun way to grow up it was a fun way to grow up but it is it is um it's a it's a wild introduction to like the world at large when you're you know from a suburb mm-hmm. and and it like uh yeah but you're right a crash course and kind of like what's happening out there yeah i feel like i was like so it was like the opposite for me where i just went like full-blown into like drugs and alcohol from like a very young age and then burnt out and then had like a two-year sober period of just like deep introspection and that was like informed ended up informing like the rest of my life well i think that it's i think that looking inside oneself is not really what happens at that age no you know so unless you're like literally forced to yeah Yeah. and that's what i mean so like i weirdly like hardcore kind of encourages that so Mm -hmm. i didn't it didn't have it wasn't weird to me yeah whereas you might have had you had to be forced Mm -hmm. in some ways but it benefited yeah and it felt like now it felt like that was natural progression like this was what i was supposed to do at that time and i felt very strongly about it i think everybody's (laughs) journey is very different and i don't think none are better than the others Mm -hmm. because there's definitely some pitfalls in mine no question and just some things that could have been different but i look back on it all very positively which i'm sure you do too even now yeah i like the fact that I went through that kind of experience at a young age Mm -hmm. and like a got like the drug stuff out of the Mm -hmm. way and just like handled. And then I also just am like that emotional growth stuff was really beneficial because I think I have like a very high like EQ. Yeah. Well, and also I think that's the doing it at that time is the hardest time to do it. Mm -hmm. So therefore the rewards are greater. Yeah. Um, I don't know if your brain is really like ready for that kind of intensity at that young of an age, but like, it's cool that it happened. Yeah. And I, I think that, yeah, I think you're right. And also going, I mean, going through (sighs) drugs at a older age, (laughs) like maybe me, there's more to lose. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you have a life now and it's, it's, you have responsibilities that you're not doing. You're causing people pain. It's, it's different. It's It's just really different. different. And also it's like, if you go through 
have like an addiction experience at a later age. Like if I was to go through that, say like last year or even now, it's like, how would I afford to like help myself? Like if I had to go to rehab or something, Mm -hmm. Hey, like how would I afford it? And I couldn't, like I couldn't take time off from my life to like do that. That's so it's like, yes, your life crumbles. Yeah. You know? And I mean, I luckily I, you know, was fine I yeah mean, you know within reason but yeah like i'm i understand you just decided like you were like i'm gonna get sober yeah and you were just like i mean i od'd a couple times and i was yeah. like right, i'm gonna get sober but i mean i think that it's it's more like um i was very fueled by the fact that to me i would i didn't want to i didn't want to be thought of as like drug guy mm-hmm. like that was i realized that that had started to to be like associated with me yeah and I don't like, I didn't like that. There was like an embarrassment factor that drove me to stop. And that may be silly, but like, whatever, you got to stop. So whatever it takes is kind of whatever it takes. Yeah. But I'm lucky. I mean, I know I'm a, a privileged person. Like it, it, there was people, you know, I had support. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like kind of on the street. It was mm-hmm. like, I had support and people, and it didn't cost anybody any money, but there were some casualties. You yeah. know what I mean? But it didn't, it wasn't financial ruin, mm-hmm. but it could have been. Yeah. You know, it could have been if it went on longer or whatever. So it's like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it was going to happen at some point. <laughs> so I guess I'm, I'm glad it happened then. then yeah. Later. Just get it out of the way. Yeah, get it out of the way. Because mm-hmm. you either have that or you don't. You're either, you're either wired that way or you're not. Yeah. I truly think that. Because I know plenty of people could do exactly what I was doing and just stop and it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. You either have it or you don't. Yeah. Well, that's addiction. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's brain is different. I know mine's really small. <laughs> <laughs> let's do some reader mail. Oh, we got reader mail. We have reader mail. Hell yeah. Let's go. I love readers. Okay. Dearest Lara and guest. I'm just going to jump right into it because I'm in the midst of a rage stroke and I need some advice ASAP. <laughs> An old friend from college whom I lost any interest in after she got plastered at a wedding and caused such a scene I ended up in the ER with her until 3 a.m. while this bitch just got out of van, invited a group of us and our respective <laughs> significant others to her parents' house in Baja this January. Parents' house in Baja? Sick. Yeah. We all went to school in Boston, and after we graduated, she moved back to Anaheim while the rest of us remained on the East Coast. Once she started dating her now painfully boring husband, we drifted, which was cool with me because she takes a lot of time and energy. Then the wedding thing happened, and I quietly but quickly began removing her from my life. I'm not a monster, though, and when she invited eight of us four friends and their significant others to her family's giant Mexican beach house, of course I said yes. Last week, she called to tell us... A real giver. Yeah. (laughs) Last week, she called to tell us she's pregnant, three months to be exact, which means she knew before we all bought our flights, and that her OBGYN advised her to steer clear of Mexico because of the Zika virus. She said she didn't want to entirely count out Mexico, but offered a slew of other fucking lame options, including splitting the group up between hers and her parents' SoCal homes if we wanted to keep things cheap. How babe is it for me to tell her I don't give a shit and I want the Mexican vacation we were all promised? No one wants to deal with her, so I think it's going to fall on me to broach this conversation, though everyone feels similarly. What do you think is the best course of action to get my friends and I into this Mexican paradise while she sits inside and avoids mosquitoes? Thank you for your pod, Empire, and the laws. You're a lifesaver. I mean, she should offer. Yeah. Like, if I'm her, 
I'm like, oh, I'm, I can't go, but you guys go. I can't go. Like, but who you cares? Have to go. Yeah. Why do you care? It's like a vacation house that nobody's going to use. Don't make people buy their flight, and don't make them ask you for it after you fuck up. Yeah. You have to offer. You have to offer. She's missing the social cues, so you have to ask her. I guess. Tell her, yeah, you have to ask her, and then, actually, you're right. Don't ask. Tell. Yeah, tell her that it's like you need either you tell her or someone else tell her that it's like pretty rude. Yeah. And that the offer should still fully be on the table. Yeah. That's the only course of action here. And she can FaceTime into your guys. But I prefer vacation. if you did. Yeah. But like more hands off approach. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Simple, straightforward. Very. This is the easy question. It's a long email though. Mm hmm. These are all fucking long. They're Jesus long. Christ. Yeah. I don't need your backstory. Just give me the fucking yes or no <laughs> question. Damn. I got places to be, fam. Wow, wow, I'm wow. just kidding. I love the fans. First, I absolutely adore the pod. Second, I beg you with all my might to keep me anonymous. I'm writing you right now as I spiral into a pit of true embarrassment induced despair while I lay in my bed wine drunk, even though I have to be up in four hours for work. I did it. I hugged my hot boss. It was truly a babe moment that I wish to never relive. But then guess what? I did it a second time. What do I do? Hugged? Yeah. Some backstory. Does that mean sex? I don't think so. Hugged? This We're talking about a hug? A hug. We need the backstory now. Jesus, this let's is go. Why. Yeah. God, no wonder this is a fucking novella. <laughs> this okay. It's in backstory. This really sexy, successful restaurateur knows a lot of my friends. This guy is truly the man of my dreams. So hot. About twelve years my senior. My target dating age is I'm twenty three. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> like, fuck you. So you're looking for a sugar daddy. Continue. Yeah. Successful, a great leader, and a true lawler. Great leader? What is he? <laughs> what, is he running for president of your life? Who cares? Great leader. What's he going to lead you to? There were always some unspoken sexual tension between us and my friends at times suggested that I make a move, even though this man is recently married and baby trapped by this total gnawler who's only a little older than me and not super personable, but her dad owns some restaurants too, so this she is dark. has money or This whatever. is getting dark. This took a dark turn. I was really into this and now it's like, you're about to break up a family with a hug? Continue. <laughs> Fast forward a couple months and your girl was strapped for cash as a grad student and looking for a serving job to supplement my income. Since Lisa Vanderpump doesn't have restaurants in upstate New York, I got in touch with a sexy restaurateur and ended up with a job at his super chic new restaurant. We built a great rapport. He ate up my sarcastic jokes and I could tell he thought I was really smart, but our relationship didn't stretch past staff meetings and occasional interactions at work. Fast forward a month or two and I was headed to brunch at one of his other restaurants with friends who also know him. He was there with his 12-year-old son and we stopped to say hi. His college-age son. Okay. I'm triggered. She's literally, the reader is the same age as I was when I met my, or no, she's my stepmom's age and I was 12 when I met my like first stepmom. Mm-mm. 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 I'm out. It's going to be a no for me. My male friends shook his hand. And when it came time for my interaction, my strong and powerful feminine energy urged me to go in for a hug. Wrong move. It was an awkward hug that kind of felt like I was hugging my father. And the kid was truly appalled by my hug with his dad. No one cares about a hug this much. This is all in your own head. Gave me a look that only a 12-year-old can throw that screams, you're not my mom, bitch. I eventually got over my embarrassment and thought it was all good. It wasn't. Just this week, he came back after being gone. And since his new all wife gave 
gave birth to their child and he came to the restaurant while I was working. We greeted each other and as I said hi, felt my dumb, stupid arms begin to form <laughs> another one of those awkward hugs. I hung to him again and it was worse than the first time. He half reciprocated and turned into a weird side body hug. The rest of the staff and some restaurant guests definitely watched it happen. He didn't speak to me again that day or the next. I'm worried he thinks I'm trying to make a move on him and although I think he's hotter than season one Vanderpump Rules Jax, I wasn't I truly wasn't. Do you think I've reached a point of no return with hot boss? Is there anything I can do to put this awkward hugging behind me so we can get back to casual laws and flirting of the past? Help. You guys are both idiots. <laughs> like <laughs> what grown man can't hug someone without it being weird? I, I don't care how bad you want to fuck her. You can give somebody a hug in public and keep it moving. Yeah. I this is insane. I think you might be reading into. I think, yeah, I think yeah. you're like reading through it. <laughs> This is insane. This is insane. I thought it was going to be like, yo, I topped him off and his wife caught me. This is literally nothing. Nothing yeah, happened. This is a hot, like you're way overthinking nothing all Nothing happened. D- until you fuck him, I don't want to hear from you again. <laughs> <laughs> nothing happened. This is nothing. That is really nothing. The hug is at NBD. If you're feeling weird, don't hug anymore. And if you feel compelled to hug and it's weird, it's, a, it's just weird. Then you keep going. Yeah. No one cares about this hug except her. Yeah. Wow. Damn. Oh, I really thought this she was going to non- have sex and break up a family. Yeah, I thought it was like more like a euphemism. Exactly. I thought hug. I literally was like hugged. Is that like a code word? I'm thrown. Dark blue panties miracle. Hi, <laughs> Lara and sweetie pie guest. Hey, I want to share <laughs> my dark blue panties miracle with the readers. I was listening to the episode with Patty Negree hours before a job interview. And after hearing the part about wearing dark blue panties, I thought, what the hell? Let's try it. So I had this witch on the podcast and <laughs> she <laughs> dark blue panties are like, she luck? said, if the key to Hollywood success, dark blue panties. That seems like a kind of a rare, not rare, but that's not a popular color. It is not. There's like light blue panties. I like know because I immediately went and bought like a ton of dark blue panties after she said that. I spent a thousand dollars, Adrian Vacatur, <laughs> on navy blue. And so she said, "I'm like, it is kind of a why not? Like, might as well. Yeah, can't hurt." So there's a secret from me to you, from Patty to me to you. I moved to Seattle at the end of the summer, leaving a job in the city I love because of my husband's job. Since being here, I felt a deep loneliness, despite having more friends in a social life than I ever did in Boston. The sadness wasn't helped by difficulty finding a job. I've lost count of the failed phone and IRL interviews that led to nothing. I was very excited about this interview, however, and wanted this job so badly that I did my laundry and was getting close to the interview time. So I threw only my blue panties in the dryer to make sure they'd be ready. Before leaving, I sat in my car and verbally manifested this new job, telling myself I should get used to the drive because this is going to be my new commute. Well, readers, I'm here to tell you I was offered the job this morning and plan to accept the offer this week. Thank you, Laura, for bringing Patty on the show. And if you're listening, Patty, thank you for the wise advice. I like to think it wasn't just the panties that got me a job, but I know it was one of the things I did differently from my other interviews. And here we are. Thank you for bringing me the laws in this dreary city. I know you've expressed a desire to explore the Pacific Northwest. I want you to know you're absolutely welcome to stay with me if you visit. Love and light. Congratulations on the new job. Yeah, congrats. That's inspiring. I wonder if Uniqlo makes, I think Uniqlo makes Navy boxer briefs for men. So yeah. I guess maybe I should, you gotta I get, guess I should look into it. Get it just a three pack. Just a three pack. Well, it's like you low know, commitment. It's like a hundred for, ni- it's like a hundred for $9. So I'll, you know, I could do it. <laughs> P.S. Have you made anything from the squirrel cookbook yet? 
No, I actually haven't. That's the one cookbook I haven't like really delved delved into. They like want you to do everything in like a copper pot, and I just like don't have that. I actually really like squirrel, but it's not a place I think it can be replicated. I love squirrel, but yeah, it's like I know I'm not going to make things as good as they make it. Like they give they give the recipe for the like crispy rice that they do. It is literally it would take like 14 hours. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's it's just two different levels of cooking. Yeah. Like I'm not professional versus hobbyist. Mm-hmm. I stick to the Jelena cookbook as of late. Wow. And even that is like really intense. Yeah. I mean, these are real restaurants. Hey, Lars and Graydon or whoever is lolling with you today. It's Chris. <laughs> Thanks for your excellent thoughts on my situation from last week's episode. I died with joy listening to you refer to the bike stop and also felt way seen regarding an attraction to someone being wishy-washy, being a reflection on myself decided to forge ahead friendship wise and release myself from relationship expectations as much as possible. We are in fact hanging out tonight. I know I referenced alcohol being one of the mitigating factors with my fight or flight sitch. And tonight we are going to a BYOB show and I'm bringing whiskey. Oops. I'll tell you if my inner babe comes out to play. Thanks also so much for pulling that tarot card for me. The whole strength from within journey matches a hieroglyph tattoo. I already have see photo and i wanted to be an archaeologist before i realized i would need way more attention than that would provide anyways thanks for the laws please let me know if you ever get to philly my bestie and i would like to take you out on the town or plan a fun babe meetup wow a hieroglyphic tattoo yo bro why do you why why do you still have corded air air headphones <laughs> Could you get the airpods babe? your advice yeah airpods my advice get the airpods yeah we love that. How many more of these do we have? Mm, let's see. Can I read one? Yeah. Read this one. <sighs> my queen. <laughs> so my husband has booked a cruise for him and me. First mistake for New Year's. And I learned that recently a woman was murdered on the ship we were going on. <laughs> Uh, the ship is the Royal Princess, owned by Princess Cruises. Uh, apparently, a woman was strangled and thrown overboard, only to land on a lifeboat 10 floors down. I'm so nervous to go on that boat because I'm a TBD for cruises in the first place, and now the murder has me nervous for otherworldly contact. Do you have any advice for me before I get on the ship? Link to an article about the murderers below. Love and light. Um, um, first, I remember this story. This happened recently, I think. Let me tell you something. What? Let me level with you. Cruises are trash. Cruises aren't my favorite. I've journey. never been on one. And I've been on one. With like a family? With a family. I went on a Mediterranean cruise for two weeks. It was intense. You don't want to be stuck on a boat with anybody, even your husband who you love. Mm-hmm. Also, the, you're not going to get murdered. You're just going to have a bad time. You're not going to get murdered. I hope that you got a room with like a deck because... Yeah, you better be upgrade. Yeah. Because that's the only way to go. I mean, I've never been on a cruise. I've actually been on two cruises. I went to Holy Ship, which was... That's, a, that's another episode. That's a whole other <laughs> can of worms. Yeah, this woman was murdered on this cruise. I don't know. Weird shit happens on cruises. It's lawless. International waters. That's going to be a no for me. Mm-hmm. Get a refund. Yeah. And Even if you lose your deposit, you'll be better off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not over the hugging the boss. It's cra- that's a cra- that's crazy as hell. Yeah. Is this new? Can I read it? 
Okay, yeah. Here's a good one. I think you can help. Love, love, love everything about Patty's cameo on Babe. And as I've decided that 32 is my year to catch up on self-exploration, I clearly just booked an ASAP session with her to expose my deepest secrets and puzzle through life's greatest <laughs> quandaries. Can one have too many crystals on a mantelpiece? Is a leather jumpsuit an empirically fantastic idea? Is an ex-bow right? Am I really supposed to be with a woman again? Whoa. We'll report back. Mm-hmm. I digress. I have vacation in January. I'm looking into wellness retreats without the price tag of my queen, Canyon Ranch. Forget it. You should just go to Canyon Ranch. <laughs> On the... What does that say? Anno and... Hi- what is that? Or the Anno and Hiding retreat. What is Anno and Hiding? Like an anorexic and hiding. Oh, okay. Yeah. An- anorex- just like pro-anorexia oh, like boot camps. Yeah, same. That's my life, actually. <laughs> uh, the, the Anno and Hiding retreat boot camps where I fear that the included meals are actually just the sad, sweaty tears you manage to salvage during your workout. Here enters a guided ayahuasca trip in Costa Rica. Have you ever taken this plunge on a scale <laughs> on a scale of one to definitely will perish alone in the jungle? Where do we rate the where do we rate this on solid vacay ideas? I think this shit's kind of corny. Have you done it before? No. I want to. But it would have to be like in a right location. Yeah. Costa Rica could be chill. I think like a high low mix if you're gonna do like a jungle hallucination, you do that and then follow it up with like a really luxurious I like that couple days i just think that people here's what i think about a lot of this shit if Mm -hmm. you think it's gonna work it'll do something for you yeah if you don't it won't so if you if you're she's already sold on this shit yeah she wants to go just go how bad could it be you've tripped before i've never done ayahuasca never ayahuasca but like lsd and mushrooms never done lsd that's like the one drug i never did wow it doesn't those drugs don't interest me they don't no I, i don't like that kind of stuff you is it like a control thing yeah, and also just like really the two drugs that should exist are coke and weed. That's all anybody really needs. <laughs> like <laughs> the best of both worlds. But I, I understand the appeal of this. Also, it's like cool right now, mm-hmm. but she should go. Yeah, go. Have a, like a fully mystical journey. Yeah. But then stay at a nice hotel. Yeah, take a nice long shower. Yeah, you got to go and do the hotel like the nice thing last so you have something to look forward exactly to. and especially smart. if you go into like a really dark ayahuasca k-hole you're gonna need some lux linens to bring you back to earth yeah and you can tell yourself in the midst of said k-hole be like i have to live through this like it's all gonna be okay i prepaid for the four seasons yeah <laughs> i like that i signed up for like a horse retreat in new mexico you're a horse girl though right no Oh, I thought you but were. I feel like a calling. You have a horse girl vibe. I have a horse girl vibe. There was one point in time, like I could have been a horse girl because I, I remember. I bet you could have. My parents were looking to like at new houses to move into at one point, and they we looked at one in the country, and it was like if Stable we move ready. to this house, we're going to get a horse. And I was this, and then they got divorced. <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually really hard for me to talk about. So ever since then, I feel like I've had a chip on my shoulder about horses, but now I'm realizing that I love them. They're powerful creatures. They are powerful creatures. Yeah. I can see it for you. I'm into also just like adult horse culture where it's like you get like into riding at like an old age. Yeah, yeah, like, like I feel like I'm now seeing that happen I'm like a lot. 50 and rich and I ride on the yeah, weekends. Yeah, I ride as like a hobby. I like that too. Mm-hmm. Not for me, but I like that. And like just like buying a horse, like some people just like buy a horse. They're like fifty thousand dollars. We don't rent, sweetie. Yeah, (laughs) we buy. We need it. We need it. I need this horse. Thank you so much for being a guest on Babe. Tysm. I feel like this is actually overdue. This is overdue. You'll have to come back. Well, let's see how the readers respond. We'll see how the readers respond. 
You'll come back. We'll dig deeper. I only want to give the people what they want. You know, I feel like they're going to want more. I feel like they're going to want even more just like raw Chris Black info. I've got a lot to give. (laughs) (laughs) Tell everyone where they can find you if they don't know already. Um, Yeah, you can find me on the internet um, at Done to Death on Twitter, at Done to Death Projects on Instagram, um, Chris Black, New York City on Google. Um, (laughs) You you find me in all these Are you the only Chris Black, New York City? No, but that's where my search is the best. Wow, your SEO yeah. and I, I you is can optimize exactly. You can follow my writing there. You can hear all the things that I'm doing, all the important projects I'm just really interested in. Yeah, you know, that's it, really. What's your tips and what's your like gift guide that you published? Oh on? yeah, I just did a, a health and wellness gift guide for Garage Magazine, which you can find if you, you can Google it and find it. It's pretty funny. Oh, cool. It's like stuff that you like don't really need, but maybe you want. Yeah, I feel like a. I'm my live laugh spend meter is like yeah. I'm checking this out like, immediately. Peaking. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Of course. Bye. Babe. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.